You know, I found yeah. an HD DVD copy of Chronicles of Riddick on the ground outside my apartment. Did you pick it up or did you leave it there? I left it. I have my own. Another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. This is level 181, the return of Inu Joshua. That's right. We are back. We are back with another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. 181 episodes. We are back in the swing of things. No breaks, unabated, full on 181 episodes straight. I'm your magnanimous host, Shane O'Hare, and I'm greeted with the illustrious Derek Cranavelt. Every week since uh, 2012 or so, we've made the show. Um, we've only lost half the episodes, apparently, yeah. based on the number that we're at right now. But we're here today, and that's what counts. And returning champ, longtime Geekscape alum, longtime Geekscape Games co-host, Josh Jackson Smoke Detector. <laughs> Is it still going off? <laughs> no, I, it's anyway josh jackson everybody it's a, hello. some it's, say it's some yeah, say it's, it's a feature at this point that's off. it's part of the package if i'm going to be on so is my smoke detector <laughs> so you know, i even i even got a new one that beeps <laughs> since the last you time specifically you looked for one with a low battery in the store i think is what happened mm. uh i told this before we started but i feel like it's worth bringing up again because i thought it was a great idea i thought it would be either really funny or really offensive if I, I downloaded a smoke detector, low battery sound and like played it on air. And we played it off like your smoke detector was still happening. Um, you know, I was like, depending on how the show felt, depending on the mood, maybe would play it, maybe wouldn't play it. But then it just happened for real. <laughs> so I didn't, you know, I, the choice was never mine to make uh, is what happened there. But uh, yeah, like yeah. we we, ha- we haven't had Josh on the show in, in years since probably before that i mean there's been three episodes uh, in the past in in years we've made three episodes so uh, yeah not quite I, as dramatic as you're making it yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure i was on every episode up until there were no more episodes for pretty a sure you're on like the last episode yeah so uh, in, in any... real time it's been years but in show order it's been like three episodes well i gotta get my notebook anyway we've had josh we haven't had josh on in literal years um josh for the first time listeners can you uh can you tell uh a a little bit about yourself let's hear let's hear your 30 second elevator pitch bio oh yeah for sure so i've been with geekscape for geez forever now like what 10 years or something i've just been covering as many weeb games as i can uh just kind of play a little bit of everything, but it kind of became my shtick now where I was just mostly reviewing waifu games, mostly because that's what I got reviewed. But you know what? I, I love it. I accepted it. And now it's just part of my reality. I've moved on from Amiibos and now I'm buying like $200 waifus instead of 20. So, <laughs> yo, that's 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 amazing. I uh, one of my favorite podcast moments was when we we did the Nintendo Switch like live stream and we were recording super late like 11 o'clock at night and it was just a regular episode back then. yeah and uh, we were recording and then uh pre- pre-orders go uh start going up and you hear josh like just checked out of the show we were still recording there was like uh um josh uh i think adam uh derek 
Courtney. There was there was a bunch of us on that episode, and Josh. I think Juan Carlos is on too. Yes, yes, Juan. Car- well, yeah, Juan Carlos shouts out, and Josh is just done. And we're, I, I mentioned something. I, I I had referred to Facebook as Facebag, and you just hear Josh like clicking, like click, click, like yeah, yeah, Facebag, uh, update credit card. What the fuck? <laughs> and he was trying to get into Best Buy, and it was it was the one of the most genuine things ever that you just like you were like, and then. <laughs> Like ten minutes later, he's like, "Yes, motherfucker, it's done. It's done." <laughs> it was just on it, like you were, you were done. You were dedicated. You were got that switch dedication. We all got Nintendo switches. I was, that was yeah, great, that was training great. for the great PS5 drought of 2021. <laughs> yes, yeah, I was yes. gonna say, how did your uh, like, did you have much success in the Xbox or PlayStation pre-order game, uh, or did yes. you try for both of them? I tried for both of them. I got the Xbox on my first try while my manager was sitting right behind me. So I was trying my best to just pick at my phone when she wasn't paying attention. (laughs) And just somehow after trying for like two hours, I was able to get it in the cart and buy it. So that was pretty easy. The PlayStation of all things, I got it through Kohl's. Um, They randomly, they randomly at like one in the morning put like the bookstore. Yeah. Like the. It kind of sells a little bit of everything, but essentially, yeah, the bookstore. So just out of the blue at uh, one at night, they were like, I got an alert from Twitter saying, hey, Kohl's has bundles on sale. I was like, what the fuck? And I saw the notification like an hour late. So I'm like, oh, they're all gone. But I logged in. I ordered it with no problem. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter saying their orders were getting canceled, but then mine never got canceled. So thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. So and then I ended up getting like four hundred dollars in Kohl's cash. So afterwards, I ended up getting like a free air fryer and like a bunch of clothes and stuff. <laughs> that's like that's like ten thousand Canadian dollars. Yeah, so that's it was like the ultimate pre order bonus. You know, get the PlayStation, <laughs> you get a free air fryer and a pair of slacks. It's I, it worked I out. Love <laughs> like the merits of the air fryer cannot be overstated. I feel like I'm wasting it though because I'm pretty much just throwing pre made fry like frozen fried food in it. But has that has that pre-made frozen fried food ever tasted better than coming out of the air fryer? Uh, not at all. It's fantastic. No. I yeah, just feel like wonderful. I'm wasting it because the whole idea is it's supposed to be healthier because you fry it in the air fryer to begin with <laughs> and you don't use oil and fat and stuff. But it's just coming pre-made with the oil and fat already in it. And then I just throw it in the air fryer. So, yeah, that's I, true, I, yes. I've used an air fryer once at my girlfriend's house and she yelled at me because I overloaded it. And I, I, oh, it's, a... got, it's all about the airflow. Like if you don't have the proper airflow, like it things it, the the hot air is not going to touch all things equally. You're going to have some super crispy bits. You're going to have some soggy bits. Like, hey man, I I like to live dangerously, live on the edge, dangerously cheesy, dangerously undercooked chicken. It's it's <laughs> day, in, day in the life of Shane O'Hare. Well, the, the very the very first time I used it, I tried to make French fries and I followed the directions exactly, and it ended up being about 15 minutes too long, and they just came out tiny and black. <laughs> So I just first at first I just thought this air fryer thing wasn't for me, but then I figured you just cut <laughs> cut the time in half from whatever they tell you, and then it'll come out perfect. And, and just stick if... to the frozen pre cooked foods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I haven't tried to actually cook ever since. I just I, I love picturing you like getting all like a handful of uh, burnt croutons. You're like, is this what everyone's talking about? <laughs> like, is this is this the thing? I, I you mentioned like getting connections at odd places for electronics i remember vividly looking for a dj hero bundle one year and everywhere was everywhere in town was sold out uh, it was you know wasilla alaska so that's like two stars <laughs> um i didn't even think we had a target oh, we might have just had target uh it's 
I, whenever DJ Hero came out. But I looked everywhere. Anchorage was sold out, which is about like an hour um, south from me. And on a lark, uh, uh, yeah, right. And on a on a lark, uh, my buddy's like, "Yo, have you uh, checked out Sears?" And I'm like, "Sears? They haven't had electronics in since the '90s when those like ballin' air conditioner commercials were out." And I drove across the street to Sears. They had a full Xbox 360 section, fully loaded. They had all the DJ Hero stuff. And I was like, I need to go to Sears more often. Like, get that Sears card, that 28%. This is, that, was, that was dope. It's worth it for that DJ Hero. I still have a copy of DJ Hero. That I was replaced. just playing it last year when I was trying to play through my backlog and finally finish the campaign. It's an excellent game. Yeah, I um, I, I want to... um. Uh, put that that game as the inspiration for me to actually start DJing for real. Um, and the guy that they that did the music, like the mashups for it, tremendous tremendous producer. I can't remember his name, but um, must not be that good. Um, but no, great great tunes. And uh, that's that uh, turned me into um, one of Anchorage's hottest DJs. How many DJs are in Anchorage? there's three <laughs> so your top, top five then <laughs> yeah top top five greatest djs there was um man there's there's some stories i could tell you i could tell you <laughs> oh, and you man. have yeah um speak as, actually like a couple of weeks ago there was like um all of a sudden i get a pop-up not a pop-up i just saw an a flyer for a party for like a rave and i was like what the fuck and i had no idea who the promoter was i had no idea who the the headliner was I think you was... told the story last episode did i tell the story last episode <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure it's new to me it's if it's new to me if i haven't seen it it's new to me <laughs> anyway um but it was bizarre that out of nowhere a, a show like a show happened and uh people people were out and it was it was weird like i miss being in like freezing dingy like sketchy buildings with like a history of like sexual assault it was like the good old days, <laughs> right, Derek? Uh, eating sub, open. eating subway on the sidewalk. I mean, where else were you going to eat it? There was no tables. I mean, hey man, the table tables are all full. Sidewalks open. That's the best sweet onion chicken teriyaki I ever had. Hey man, the sidewalk's the only place I eat anymore since all the indoor dining's closed. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, uh, I oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to bring it back on topic, but I was going to say, I was going to say, Josh, like you're one of the few people that I've actually now spoken to that have been lucky enough or, or have wanted enough to pick up any of the new consoles. Um, Has there been, you were going to say vaccine. (laughs) Oh, that too. (laughs) I was, when, when you disconnected earlier, I was telling Derek, that's why my connection to state, like stayed so strong the whole time. I got that 5G 5G. just radiating directly into my laptop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no no i was going to say uh how has your experience with the new consoles been so far and has there been any like standout titles um or anything like that like what is your what have your impressions been over the past few months that's that's a weird question to answer just because i feel like the best <laughs> how have you enjoyed playing the xbox one games on your new xbox <laughs> i feel sponsored like the by best... microsoft Honestly, I feel like the best experience that I've had with them so far is actually getting them like the adrenaline rush of (laughs) actually it actually showing up to my house. Um, Like since since I got mine, I've actually been able to get what has it been like, I think four Xboxes and three Playstations. But I've just been playing like Robin Hood for all my friends and then like, hey, 
you want a PlayStation here? And like, just, you know, try to get it. Like we're, we have like a little group going where we're all trying to get it for each other, except I'm oh, the only nice. one who's been able to get it. But man, it's, wise, uh, it's kind of shocking that uh, my uh, phone number hasn't been called or texted or my email hasn't been said. Hey, Shane, do you want a PS5? I'm, I'm, do- I'm doing, I'm doing you a favor, man. Sorry. <laughs> not like to, in all honesty, it's just like the Xbox honestly has been great because with game pass i'm able to play so many different games and i have like two more years on my three-year bonus and there's been at least a handful of games that i feel like i'm getting the most out of the system with like forza horizon 4 looks amazing uh gears 5 replaying that was great um i got to play yakuza like a dragon that was like the only launch game i really bought for myself and the Xbox like next gen upgrade came out on the Xbox like three months before it came out on PlayStation. So being able to play it on that was great. And then there's been a few games. I think the medium is, was that the first game that was like full on Xbox series X exclusive where you couldn't play it on the Xbox one. Yeah. I think I, I want to say that there was, I think the Falconeer was also maybe exclusive, but that was a small indie title. Um, right yeah it, or it may not have been exclusive it may have been the first game to support 120 hertz um i'm not 100 percent sure but otherwise the medium was the first series only game for sure and i think still is on the only one i think that's a perfect opportunity for some cross-site promotion to talk about the xbox game passengers podcast <laughs> if you want to listen wow. listen to businessman over here businessman shane listen to another uh leading video game podcast on the geekscape.network hosted by some would say the number one video game podcast on the geekscape.network um i haven't heard anybody say that so um if you want to listen to derek and uh, a guest talk about a xbox game pass game once a month they talked about the medium for their Yeah, we uh, actually yeah just a few days ago first episode in a long time came out uh and it was all about the medium uh and uh you know our thoughts on previous bloober team games because we've apparently played three of them for the, the xbox game passengers podcast already huh. um but uh yeah we we did we we spoke for about an hour and a half about the medium uh so if you were at all interested in that uh it was a fun chat uh and we we felt very differently about the game so yeah. Hmm. Con- yeah. Sorry, sorry, Josh. Continue. Oh no, I was just going to say I didn't know, even know there were three games that they made on Game Pass. That's good to know. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I've enjoyed the Xbox a lot more than the PlayStation. Like with the PlayStation, I pretty much played Miles Morales, which is great, but it was pretty short as expected because it's sure. essentially an expansion. And then Astro's Playroom, of course, <laughs> I platinumed that. Which those are the only two I've played as well, and they they were both amazing experiences. But I haven't. Aside from playing older games, I've not gone back to the PlayStation really since. Yeah, I think all I've really done on the PlayStation is watch Crunchyroll and then play Overwatch and Street Fighter Five every day, which is what <laughs> I've been doing on the PS4 for like five years now. Um, Control was cool uh, with the haptic feedback and all of that, but you know, it's nothing that it's nothing that anyone needs to rush out and get. Um, I think the hysteria for both systems is a little over the top right now, but you know, that's kind of to be expected with the way that the hype machine rolls and everything and couple that with the pandemic where a lot of people just want as much entertainment as home as possible. That, um, there's a, um, there's a store in my town that, um, is like a, the best way to describe it is it's a, it's a store for scalpers and shades and they, they typically sell, um, like hard to find sneakers and like, like bape gear and like supreme and like kind of like hype beast clothes 
but they started um like every once in a while you'll see them post like yo we got a ps5 or yo we got some pokemon booster boxes uh like i'm just waiting for them to start selling cpus and video cards i have no idea what's up with these pokemon cards all of a sudden it's like they were everywhere and then all of a sudden one day a few months ago they're just this hot scalper item i don't get it (laughs) carlos has been uh, following that pretty closely it's been pretty entertaining yeah i don't know i don't get it like i used to i used to be able to just walk into any store i wanted and just buy a box of pokemon cards and now there's like signs everywhere with like one person limit and you never actually see them anymore there's um uh my local targets you walk into the store and there's a sign that just says like we do not have any of these items and it's like (laughs) iphone whatever xbox playstation pokemon cards like there's a there's a sandwich board out front and you're just like all right okay moving out moving on up what else i uh, mean at least you don't like waste your time then yeah what um uh what else uh your your standout next gen experience besides getting them and being the robin hood of next gen consoles what uh what's your what's your standout next gen experience um standout next gen experience so far would probably be either astro's playroom on the playstation side of things or playing forza all over again like forza felt like a completely different game (laughs) i don't want to say completely different but i would play it all the time on my xbox one and if I didn't know any better, I would have thought it was a sequel just because of really? how much better it looked on the TV you, with the Xbox. Were you playing Series it X. on, on an Xbox one X or were you playing it on a standard Xbox one? I was playing it on a standard Xbox. One. Okay. So yeah. So the upgrade on that was pretty, was pretty huge for me. And then just being able to go through it again, which for, I don't know if I talked about it too much before, but Forza is probably my favorite Xbox franchise at this point, Horizon specifically. Really? And giving me an giving me a reason to play through it again and do all the events since it's kind of like a games as a service, so events are always being updated and rotating and that kind of thing. So I spent a good amount of time on it, even though I had already finished all that I wanted to have finished on the original Xbox One. So um, as a, a Forza aficionado, aficionado, as a Forza aficionado, um, I started playing it on Xbox for PC, and I got a question. This is a question for both of you. Um, the um, I'm in the beginning, and I uh, got like all the cars that they give you, like the deluxe edition cars. And every time I unlocked a car, I got all this. Um, uh, oh God, what's the progression points? Uh, Fans? It? No, it's a uh, what's it called? It's um. God, uh, influence, influence, influence. Um, and it, I was in the game and it said, you qualify for autumn. And then it's, you qualify for winter. And I loaded it back up the other day and it automatically put me into winter. And I haven't played any of the autumn events. <laughs> what? It, it, like, it just said like new season winter and there was snow on the ground. Is there a game like after the four seasons? Is, is this like the pregame or, or ex- am I, do I need to delete my save and then not use any of these cars? No, it sounds like you're in the pregame because it's kind of a lengthy tutorial, but essentially there's a set of missions in each season. And when you finish each season, then it goes into the games as a service aspect where it, it'll rotate depending on the, whatever the event is in real time. Because okay. aren't the seasons based on like the real seasons and stuff? No, I think they rotate every month. 
They just rotate every month. Okay. Or three, every three weeks, something like yeah. that. So like the very first time you play, it's preset. And for example, there's five missions in autumn and then you don't unlock um, winter until you finish those and then so forth. And then when you complete that first year of preset missions, it branches off into the games as a service side of it, where from then on, it just starts rotating depending on whatever the actual, um, whatever the servers are putting out at that point. Got it. Got it. So I'm not like missing content like it I, i'm it's just kind of like boosting me through the tutorial right essentially and if oh. when you look at it that way it's kind of a long tutorial i think it takes about six to eight hours to finish all the yeah. story missions i think i just finished i just got through the tutorial stuff and then i think i stopped playing after that because i did, had enough mm-hmm. but not that I, like i really enjoyed what was what i had played in there i think i just moved on to something else at the time did you oh. did you happen to get the cyberpunk car no i did not get the cyberpunk car yeah. I played it like I think I only I played for like a month at, at launch and then I haven't touched it since. But you guys talking about it has made me want to download it again because I know hey, I, I remember it being play. super fun. Mm, is, there's yeah. gotta, is there co-op missions? There are. I mean, I'm sure you can race people. <laughs> <laughs> what? You, what? People, are the... their, people are their drive avatars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I always thought that was kind of cool. Although like it, I, I never knew if it was actually based on anything or if it would just like put the names of your friends there like just randomly because i'm like i'm pretty sure these people have never played forza before but i see their names like they are I, drivers i've i've seen a bunch of cars with um player names from my friends list and then i saw yeah. somebody who had next to their name they had like some stars and like a, a rank and then their car was all like detailed and, and souped up uh and it had like a custom paint job so i think if they have like a a, a profile it'll pull it in Okay. Otherwise, it'll just use their names anyway. Yeah, yeah I think if, in the generic cars. Yeah, it just fills in. Um, it fills in the other cars with just random people on your friends list. But yeah, aside weird. from Forza, that's that's probably the one that stands out the most. And then other than that, it's just been playing Overwatch over and over again. <laughs> I Does Overwatch a, feel any different? I mean, I guess it like loads faster and stuff, but the, it's not enhanced at this point, is it? The frame rate goes up to sixty frames a second on the character okay. select screen. <laughs> on the character select, screen. <laughs> That's, but then it drops back down to thirty once the game starts. Hey, I had this really cool play of the game. Uh, it wasn't a play of the game actually, but it, this really cool thing that happened the other day where I was playing three on three versus, and both of my partners quit, so I was just like saying hi to the people over and over again on elimination. And then I dived off the stage as D.Va like I was going to kill myself. But then I flew back up and then all the opponents jumped off thinking that I died, that I killed myself <laughs> and, and accidentally won the round. So that was cool. Oh, but yeah, aside yeah. from that, that, that's my highlight on the PlayStation next gen. Couldn't have done that on anything else. Mm, not at all. You need that haptic feedback that wasn't working in that game. <laughs> Does it have did they add haptic feedback? No, no. <laughs> I think the only games I played that have it are Spider-Man control ultimate edition and astro and that's it yeah astro was like i think astro has been the standout i think i talked about this on the first episode back but astro is astro was the standout next gen experience for me so far i think like if like i mean this is just like a little pack in game that's like meant to show you know some of the new technologies in the playstation but it's also like obviously a love letter to the history of the front of um of the playstation brand and platform which i really liked as someone who's you know been invested in in the brand since the first first uh console the like but the haptic feedback and how that feels in that game that was the coolest thing that i've experienced so far like 
nothing I don't think is matched up to that yet. It, as cool as things like Spider-Man was, um, and as much as fun as I did have, I don't know if fun's the right word, but I did like the medium. <laughs> I did like the medium a lot as well. And, and like I don't kind know of if sp- I had fun per se. And the split world there, but the um like the haptic, just the variety of things you could feel in Astro's playroom was like holy crap, what is this stuff going to be like in like two years? Mm-hmm. That's um, I have oh, oh, uh, one quick aside. Have either of you seen um, after the PS3, the PSP and the Vita stores shut down? Have you guys seen what the secondhand market is doing for um, uh, the PS3 bundle that like the best of uh, PlayStation Network? Mm-mm, no, they 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 went from like $20 used and it's like a it's, it's like a bunch of games that were only available online that you could get on a disc okay. and i went from twenty dollars to like they're going for three hundred dollars now oh jeez that's ridiculous i have no stores not even closed yet that. you could just buy them digitally still now yeah but 2021 is the year of the scalper year of the shades mm. <laughs> shades making a comeback it's ridiculous <laughs> don't call it a comeback <laughs> no i was gonna ask though on the subject of astro's playroom Derek. like my biggest concern with it is that it was a great game and everything, but Sony, I feel like has a habit of having really cool ideas that they put on display when it first mm. comes out. And then like, and then nobody ever uses it. them again. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember yeah, that... when all, like all the games on PS4, when it first came out, like with infamous and you had to like tag with the control, like by shaking the controller and stuff like that. Or when they had that glasses free 3d TV, that was really cool with motor storm apocalypse. And then they yeah. made two more games for it and never touched it again. <laughs> I had one of those. I like gimmicks. I really like that I, I wasn't glasses free. It was an active display. But if the, the if the game supported it, you and whoever you were playing split screen with, it wasn't split screen. You both had your own like full image, basically, because of the way that the, the active 3D worked. Right, um, right. It actually like was pretty cool. But yeah, it was definitely one of those things. Where I, I just used it after because it was a nice display. But um, it definitely like a gimmick that they dropped pretty much instantly. Definitely uh, was something that I thought about. Well, like this is one of those things where, you know, in I think I may have mentioned it, but in playing that game, it's like this is either going to be like the coolest piece of this generation or it's going to like never be talked about in eight months again because people aren't going to support it type thing. And And I think it's one of those things where like. I think that I think that Sony will work really hard to make sure that their games have really good support for it, at least for a while. But I think it's one of those things that lives or die with dies with the third party support that it may or may not get. And I think that's tough because like not having anything comparable on the Xbox side, what is the benefit of of putting that extra work into the PlayStation version where instead of just like shooting for parity across both both platforms? Um so it's tough. Like I could see it going either way. I just, I hope it's successful because it is like mind blowing the first time that you try it. Can right. you, can you still plug a set top box into the Xbox? No, no. Okay. So what, it's what, a games console now. Oh, so b- before, <laughs> before it was the one box you needed to, for all of your entertainment. Yeah, now but, it just plays games yeah, you and streaming. Plug, plug all your boxes and Blu-rays into one. H- hd dvds <laughs> and your hd dvds yeah you know i found yeah. an hd dvd copy of chronicles of riddick on the ground outside my apartment did you pick it up or did you leave it there I left it i have my own <laughs> <laughs> oh only you josh only only you 
I think it was a bundle with uh, at Circuit City when you bought the Xbox. They gave you like five free HD DVD movies. <laughs> like we can't we can't even give these away at this point. <laughs> uh, so besides that, you've been uh, you've you've been off the show for quite quite some time. <laughs> years years even we literally, went literally years um what is your uh what has your gaming life been since uh uh the hiatus um well we were talking about it before you were on off air um but i was telling derek and kind of congratulating him on being ahead of the curve on all compared to all of us with game pass because that's pretty much all i've been playing in the last pretty much the entire pandemic era it's just been whatever pandemic i can find era. on game pass it's terrible, but yeah, like before I would borrow games or rent games. So I would never play the games I actually bought because I figured I would only have those for so long. And now it's like, I'll look up the list on game pass and see which games are leaving this month. And then I'll just start playing those. Cause I'm worried that I'll probably never play them otherwise. Meanwhile, I had made like a new year's resolution to try to finish a bunch of my uh, games that I, where I have a lot of the games in the franchise, but didn't finish a lot of them. And so far, we're like four months in, or three and a half months into the year, and I've finished exactly zero of any of those games and any of those franchises that I Actually, promised to play because I've just been playing Game Pass stuff all the time. Speaking of franchises, Derek, <laughs> Derek has is quite cross with you and you alone. No, I Josh, Josh's opinions I, I respected because he, you know, had enough care in the Uncharted franchise to actually play most of it, I think. So, uh, so <laughs> um, to bring you up to speed, Derek finally played Uncharted 4 and listened to that bonus episode that you and I did. Uh-huh. And, Which uh, I avoided for years because I, it, like, intended to play the game uh, af- because I at that point I had only played the first Uncharted and I really liked it. Um, but, you know, we've been had kind of a lull of new releases over the past, you know, since new consoles came out. So pretty much I played like Spider-Man and Astro's Playroom and then was like, let's play, let's play the Uncharted franchise because there's nothing else to play right now. Uh, and Mass Effect Andromeda randomly, which I totally loved. Um, but, but yeah, the, Derek yeah. tore my fucking head off. <laughs> he tore it off. Uh, like ah i don't want to go through this again but he's talking you know he's like how can they introduce yeah and this is before i finished it um where he before i finished it but while i was playing through it he was talking about like you know they introduce a new combat mechanic right at the end and how could they do that it doesn't make any sense it's so stupid and then i'm playing it and it's like this super poetic moment between between Nathan Drake and, and whatever the guy's name is. And they're like fighting with the swords of the, the, the pirates that they've been like hunting for like 15 years type thing. I don't know. I don't understand you, Shane. <laughs> if Josh didn't like it, that's fine. But Shane, <laughs> it's, another, it's over the line. It's over the line. All right. Man. God, I, I just remember, like, I don't remember much about it, to be honest, but I just remember being really irritated that they constantly were like, Hey, you just got to go right over there. Hey, just kidding. This bridge is out. You got to take this long way that adds four more hours to the story. Or hey, just <laughs> kidding. You got there, but there's nothing there. But there's another piece of the map that takes I, it you was only like instead. four or five times that that happened throughout really? the 15 hours. Okay, like like <laughs> I am playing Uncharted Lost Legacy now as well, though, and that that's uh, uh, a far far fewer maps so far than, than mm. in Uncharted Four. I actually I recently played that like in December, and I actually yeah. really like that one a lot. Yeah, more I'm than really liking four. it so far. Um, and things like the, I, I shared this on the show already as well, but the, uh, for whatever reason for year, you know, Uncharted 4 came out in like 2015 or something for years, 
I just thought Nathan Drake died. And I don't know why. I don't know. Like, nobody ever said that. I just always had that belief. And then so when it was actually a very different ending than that, oh, I was so happy. And it was so like, it was such like a sweet epilogue as well. Um, You know, kind of getting to jump forward in time a little bit and seeing where these characters end up and all that sort of stuff. I loved it. And I was not expecting that whatsoever. And and when you go into the pirate ship and it's like on fire and, and, you know, things are exploding and Sam is like trapped under the like, I'm like, this is where Nathan Drake dies. Like he's got to sacrifice himself to save Sam. And then he didn't. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Sam's definitely going to die now. And then Nathan Drake's going to die afterward. And then that didn't happen. Like I was I was shocked. I think maybe (laughs) you were thinking the ending of PlayStation All Stars. I remember that being pretty pretty brutal wait there was an ending to place <laughs> yeah it was the ending was that the studio got shut down oh. <laughs> everybody everybody died <laughs> what then wait we already what do i keep hearing people saying like there's gonna be oh it's probably a joke got it <laughs> got oh, it. what a second playstation all-stars uh, yeah probably because the first decent DLC for the game was right around the corner when they shut the studio down. So, Oh really? And they were like half finished too. They were almost ready to show them off and they just pulled the plug. I take that back. Cat from gravity rush was a DLC and she was great. But other than that, it was like fucking Isaac Clark from dead space, the fucking PlayStation icon, Isaac Clark. (laughs) Wasn't that like half the roster though, is they were like, it was like half multi-platform characters and like yeah, and then some it, it, characters that nobody recognized. And then like you had weird emissions because they like sold off the rights to crash and stuff. Like, yeah, it was like they had all these third party characters, but then they had like the worst versions of each one. It was like, <laughs> as much as I love the, the um, DMC, like they pick, and this is before the game was even out. So they picked that Dante instead of the other one. And then oh. they picked Metal Gear Rising right in like three years before Metal Gear Rising came out instead of <laughs> like, say, that. Solid Snake or, will, you know, someone will, that someone cared about. Well, so, Solid Snake was in Smash. There's probably like a non compete. <laughs> like, sorry, Snake, you can only be in one tournament. And then who else? Oh, yeah, they had like young Heihachi from Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Like they couldn't even get the regular Heihachi that was in every other game. It was weird, but that was a deep cut, deep cut. And I I will say I'm going to die on this hill and you can you can just chop me up and litter my my pieces on the ground of this hill. DMC Devil May Cry is the best one out of the series. And that character. Is it also the only one you played? No, 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 I I would have I would have said that a year ago, but I thought five was fantastic. I thought five was probably the best one in the series. Now I have not played five, but I played all of them. Ex- what game are we talking about again? I forgot. Uh, Devil May Cry. <laughs> okay, I've never played a Devil May Cry game. Well, now's your chance. It or was on Game, on game Pass. Pass. But that's <laughs> I took it down. Uh, I own that on 360 and PS4. Oh yeah, me Great. too. Yeah. Great, like great. the same game, the DMC one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a good game. I thought. I thought the the they had a gimmick in in one of the levels where like one of the bad guys was like a Bill O'Reilly analog, and he was on like the the Raptor News Network. And the level getting to to his boss fight, you would go into the TV and you were like jumping around, like you know the graphics that like swoop all around on like nightly news, like the, the globe and like all those, the lower thirds and the chirons and everything. You'd be like jumping across like the station logo and like all the graphics. Um, and you were in the TV. And I thought that was a really interesting take on a, on a like level design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The game had a lot of creativity thrown about in it. And uh, I'm glad that the developers doing so well after that, because of the controversy was kind of, 
overblown, I thought, but now they're working what, on Hellblade 2. Video gamers overblowing a very tiny topic? topic? Remember when they got really angry about that cutscene where the mop head flies on him so he looks like the white-haired Dante and he makes a joke about it and everyone got mad? Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, to, to, if anyone hasn't, hasn't known, at the beginning, he's in his RV and a monster attacks and just what, what happened what josh just said happened and he looks in the mirror and he's like fat chance never gonna happen and then tears it oh off. my gosh and it's like and they just fucking like like you you pissed on his grave look at what you did to my like i hate video i hate video gamers except for anyway us. except for us we're not we're not we're not video gamers we're gamists gamists yeah but uh, sounds like uh, you've uh, been up to quite a bit. Uh, are you are you ready to listen to what Derek has been playing in the last two weeks? Because uh, I'm sure it's uh, this. Oh, man, Is it Uncharted Four? <laughs> no, that was weeks ago. That was weeks ago. It was Uncharted Four? Uh, recently, I, I've spent a lot of time this week playing Fallout Four, which I won't really say anything else about because uh, you know I, I talked about a bunch last episode. If again, it feels like a different game with that mod, uh, and I am enjoying it to the point where I bought the Game of the Year edition, even though the main uh, uh, the main vanilla game is on Game Pass because I can't get enough of it and I want to play the uh, DLC, which is apparently very good. Once the once I finish up the campaign, which feels like it's coming soon, which is weird because I, I, I remember the older you know, Fallout 3, I remember taking it a lot longer than this one seems to be taking. But aside from that, uh, Michaela and I have been playing a lot of uh, It Takes Two recently. So this just dropped like a week, week and a half ago. It's the new game from Hazelight, which is the team that uh, did like A Way Out, which we also played when it came out uh, and really loved, um, as well as Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, like way, way, way back. Um, yeah, new co-op only, whether it's online or split screen, um, game called it takes two. It's about a couple, uh, it's a, it's a couple named Cody and named May who are uh, about to become divorced and they like share this news with their daughter. Their daughter gets really sick. Excuse me. Their daughter gets really sad, cries on some dolls. And then basically Cody and May get like trans, you know, they're transported into these dolls. And now there's a like book, uh, a relationship book that uh, is kind of like, you know, if you want to get out of this, you got to fix your relationship and here's how we're going to do it. And it's so, like hilarious. Why, do, why, does yeah, this, go ahead. why does this sound like the premise to dragon's tale? I don't know what dragon's tale is. Josh has to know what dragon's tale is. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> Sorry. It was, a Sorry chi- it was a children's show, like a door of the explorers. Thing. All right. Oh, you know now what? I remember. Yeah. I was thinking of dragon's maid. Is, is that a porn? Dragon heart. Dragon. <laughs> um, it depends who you ask. <laughs> Braveheart. <laughs> uh, passion of the Christ. Uh, apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it's, just unbelievably adorable like it's i i I can't say enough good things about it like it has to be the most genuine fun i've had playing a game in so long um it seems like it's a really decent length like we're probably between six and eight hours into it at this point and like it's still just like introducing new different mechanics like keeping itself fresh the story is still entertaining it's and it's it's a really interesting game in that like obviously michaela and i 
um, are like at very different stages in terms of our comfort with playing games. And she struggles with some things like platforming or, you know, controlling a camera and running in a different direction at the same time, (laughs) like that sort of thing. Um, But the game, the way that this game, like it doesn't really punish you if you die, Um, you know, if you fall, like it just kind of like pops you back up to like the last, you know, like a few seconds before for the most part. And so it's, something where it's challenging enough for her, but not to a point where it's super frustrating. It feels like it feels like the balance is really good there, but it also doesn't feel like so easy for me that it's like boring or anything like that. But I just love the, um, you know, it's, it's kind of broken up into chapters and, and some of those chapters have kind of like free roaming areas and there's like little mini games, um, within them. And so, so like little, you know, it's a cooperative game, but in these mini games, you're, you're competing with each other to see who can like shoot the most targets or like throw the most snowballs at one another or like, um, you know, hit the most like baseballs with the baseball bat things. Like there's huge variety even in that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't get enough of it. I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of what, ha- you know, the story is simple and, and fun, um, but also has some deeper moments and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends and do they come back together or, or, you know, at this point we're six to eight hours in and they still seem like they, they are not super fond of each other and they're uh, picking on each other a lot, uh, which is sometimes funny and sometimes like sad depending on the moment, but I'm loving this game. It's also really cool in that if you buy it and you want to play it with someone online, you, you like only one person needs to have purchased it. Uh, the other person, just like with a way out, the other person can essentially download like a friend pass uh, and, and fully access the game while they're playing it with that friend. So that's really, really neat. It's, it's the same, you know, even if you're playing online, you still see the split screen aspect of it because it's important to the story and it's important to know what the other person is doing as well. Um, because in most chapters, like you guys have you, you and your partner have different mechanics, but they kind of, um, you know, work, work in tandem with each other. You can't, like do one of them doesn't work without the other type thing. And they're, they're all pretty well thought out as well. So that has been a total blast. Have either of you guys looked at that game or, or picked it up or played it? I haven't even heard of it. Um, I, I, my apologies. No, I don't, I, I don't, know, I don't know why I'm saying like it was your game that I wasn't. I, like... <laughs> I'm very offended. No, I had my eye on it, but I didn't realize it was made by the same people as a way out, which makes me wonder if this whole thing's going to end by you just getting into a shootout with your wife. <laughs> Like, that's, like that's... most, like most of Derek's relationships. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot that that's, I forgot about the ending of a way out. I, I really enjoyed a way out. Um, and that was one that McKenna and I played through as well. And it, it's, yeah, especially these days, I feel like it's so rare that you get, you know, a lot of times if a game has co-op, it feels very tacked on for a lot of, a lot of it. And so for a game, that's just so clearly built from the ground up with co-op in mind. And it just does such a good job with like, like it's pacing seems really good and it's like, you know, very easy. Like I, I, I feel like when we play other games, uh, when, I, when I talk Michaela into playing other games uh, that are not Stardew Valley, cause she'll play that for hours at any time. Um, you know, it's like an hour we play for an hour, an hour and a half, and then it's like time to wrap it up. Cause you know, maybe she's getting bored or, or, or something like that. But then with this, like we've had like three, you know, we'll play for three hours or four hours uh, and, and are still super into it type thing. Like it's just super fun. Um, but yeah, if either of you liked a way out, if very very different feeling than a way out like from the story to the the way that it plays and everything like that but it's super fun if you actually download even if you don't have the game if you download the friends pass you can actually do like a demo of the first level as well you still need a friend for it you still need to uh, play it in split screen but it's uh it's super great i is it on game pass 
It is not on Game Pass. It is an EA published title, though, so it will at some point, you know, some point in the next like five to 12 months, as it seems like their uh, schedule has been lately. So so (laughs) either not that far away or very far away, it'll hit EA play, um, at which point it will be included in Game Pass. Um, But I I like think it's fully worth the money. I cannot I cannot recommend this game enough. Um, for sure. So that has been my main, my main squeeze since the last episode. I also played this terribly stupid, but hilarious VR game called Gorilla Tag. Um, I don't know if you've either of you have heard of it. Uh, it's got like the worst graphics of any game that maybe has ever existed, but you and whoever you're playing with essentially are gorillas and you have to play tag. And it's like this nauseating, like weird uh, VR. Yeah. It's like this, I don't know. I got like motion sick pretty quickly, but it's also like so stupid and fun that you kind of like play through it and then just regret it immensely later. Um, yeah, it's it's free and it's like cross platform. So, you know, if you got some if you are in the VR space and you have some friends on Oculus and you have some friends with the Vive, all of those people can play together um, in like private rooms and all that sort of stuff as well. How, how um, is the, the cross platform uh, for the different VR um, ecosystems like? Yeah, it all seems like it's dependent. It just depends on the games themselves. Like the the platforms themselves don't seem to inherently have any cross-platform compatibility, but they also don't seem to be bl- blocking like the blocking games from working together type thing. So the the couple that I've done, you don't really see any difference. Um like 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 you would if you're playing you know if i'm playing on quest it doesn't really seem any different than if if i'm playing with another quest user the only real difference is that if i'm playing with other friends that have like oculus quests usually we'll use like the the oculus party because the audio often is a bit better than whatever the in-game audio is of course if you're playing it with someone who has a vive or whatever else exists the reverb um and whatnot you you can't (laughs) what what the reverb yeah, the HP HP Reverb isn't that the other big one. What? What? It's a headset. We're talking about virtual reality. Yeah, Reverb. Hold. Yes, it's you like mean, the it's like the, the next big one. You mean the Index? No. no the I Index no obviously idea. is a thing as well. The HP Reverb is something else entirely. Like Hewlett Packard HP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they make printers. They make VR headsets. You know, and everything in between. Oh, look at that. They make free printers that don't work after a week. Free printers that don't work after a week? Like for a while HP was like giving out as like free printer with the purchase of this PC and then it like oh, craps yeah. out within a week. Yeah. I uh I work in a commercial print shop and we have a um our, our digital press is a HP Indigo 7800. Uh and uh yeah, yeah, that um HP definitely has the um uh the the printer scam lockdown, even in the commercial space, <laughs> even in the commercial space, like you have to scan, like you get a, your tubs of ink and you have to scan it in log it. And I can like, if you don't use it enough time, like it'll, um, it'll, it'll dock you. And, um, here's another scam. You guys will, will love this one a little inside baseball. Um, there's something called a click on a sheet and a click refers to every, every uh, color in the CMYK spectrum. So if you're, if you have like, instead of a uh, black text instead, so it's just like hundred percent black. If you have uh, someone makes um, text that is like a hundred percent C CMY to make black, that's three times the cost to us. And it charges you, it charges (laughs) you, it charges you per sheet. 
uh, and it's like rental, not even a rental agreement. It's like a leasing agreement. It's just HP's got the fucking scam locked down. Jeez. Shouts, shouts out to Hewlett, my boys, Hewlett and Packard. For <laughs> running the scam of the century. Uh, <laughs> I have an HP printer as well, and it has this, they have this program called HP Instant Ink. Um, where basically you buy the printer and you pay monthly for X amount of pages and then you never have to pay for ink um, based on that. But uh, I, when I bought my printer, they had like a plan that was up to 15 pages per month and it's totally free. And if you go over that, you pay like $2 or something for every 10 pages. I print like 10 pages in a year. So I bought that with the intention of never buying ink again. And then in December, they um, they announced that those free plans were going away and you had to transition to a paid plan, even though the program at the time when I bought it was called Free Ink for Life. Um, apparently, <laughs> life, you know, they did not expect you to live very long. It, it's, um, it's free ink for the life of the program, not the life right, of you. Maybe, right, exactly. The, maybe they predicted uh, the, the pandemic. <laughs> well, and it was during the pandemic that they, you know, it w- and it was something like, oh, you know, people are printing more than ever and we're so much more dependent on our home printers. And this is why we're making the shift. People anyways, people put up a huge stink and they uh, uncanceled that free plan. And we're basically like, you know, we're sorry. And this plan won't be available to anyone ever again. But as long as you keep this printer and never cancel or change your plan, you can continue to have that free ink. So um, I saw um, I saw a tweet the other day where somebody was in that, like, they send you the ink, like, you know, every month subscription program. Yeah. And he canceled. And uh, when his account updated on the printer, it locked out his cartridge. Yeah, because the they are specific like instant ink cartridges that they send you. Um, Your cartridge I, has fucking DRM. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're not like just, uh, I feel like that makes sense though. Like if I, you know, in, in to put it in, to bring this background to video games, if I were to download some Xbox Game Pass games and then cancel my Xbox Game Pass subscription, that game still is on my Xbox, but no, I cannot play it. Just you, like you still have a hey, tub of ink in the printer. Just like yeah, but here's your free ink based on you joining our instant ink program. Oh, I actually don't want to be in the program anymore. They're not going to be like, oh, well, enjoy the ink anyways. Like we don't need to make it's money still off here. A loss for them though. They still don't. They don't get the ink back. But it's not a loss. It's not a loss for them when you then have to go buy ink like. I'll just go buy or go, sign up again. I'll go buy an Epson. I there was <laughs> there was there's a um a new product that was um being pushed out on like the PR um you know uh circuit. It's a it's like a set top box. It's a, it's a device they hook up to your TV that uh, is like a streaming box, like a Roku, but it'll detect and count how many people are in the room to appropriately charge you like a per person fee for <laughs> four different um. Uh, you know, if you're watching like a live event, it's like, okay, there's, you know, six people in the room, we're going to charge you like six tickets or, you know, whatever. And uh, why would you sign? Why would you get this box? Exactly. And I, what is the benefit? Like what happens if someone's just kind of like passing through the room? I these are all valid questions. I don't know. Oh, the the general outrage was like, oh my god, they're capitalism at its finest. They're just trying to nickel and dime you, blah blah. Like everyone was like focused on the getting charged per person and my response was like yo this is a machine that counts and tracks how many people are in your room 
no, everyone seems to be like okay with like oh yeah that's fine but you know being charged <laughs> to see mo- um, but i know. heard this is gonna cost me money so yeah. that's what i'm outraged about <laughs> maybe maybe they I, figure and, that they and, all have phones that do it already anyway so it's not that big yeah and that's a, that's and that's the thing i was like you know what everybody that got an alexa and a google home in in their house like you are the problem for that the do you have alexas in your house Shane? absolutely not no <laughs> absolutely not what if alexa's um, part of my tv I'm not going to your house. You got that fucking smoke detector, Alexa. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. Scratch my balls. You know, it's hey, it's gonna be nuts. Hey, did you watch the new Chucky movie? Yeah, that movie was hilarious. I loved it. Oh, it was really good. Was that just a really nice way of telling me to f- shut the fuck up? <laughs> no, no, no. It was let's because move, it was because he was controlled by like a home system like that. Yeah. And, oh, oh. <laughs> and like the let's whole just... the whole thing had synergy with like the whole building that they were in. And he was like spying on people through the Alexa and stuff like that. Is this a sequel to smart house? <laughs> Pretty much. Is that a, is that a real thing? Starring yeah, Mark, Disney... except this one is with Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Disney... no Alexas, no Alexas, yeah, but you got don't... a Bixby. No, I, I have, no. I have, Hey nothing. Samsung. No, I, I ain't got, I ain't got none of that shit. How I do all... you turn your lights on? With the switch. No. Actually, I you have can't just Wi-Fi tell your lights, lights to turn on. No. Wi-Fi lights sounds like tracking. Yeah, but actually they're tracking. They're watching how many how many hours a day you have lights on in your house. But here's the here's the thing with that. Here's the thing with that. I put those lights on a separate subnetted uh, Wi-Fi network that has no other tracking. They can't call home. I can just talk to. They can talk to the the one the port that is for controlling. Like I got that shit on lock. You showed them. I I I did. I did. What do you What are you gonna do about it? I don't know. Yeah. Send you an Alexa for your birthday. <laughs> I mean, thank you. I mean, I like I I'm poking and prodding at you, but I do uh, like uh, appreciate your um, sentiment in regards to like security and privacy. And I wish that I had more of that in myself, honestly. Um, but I, I also really enjoy convenience. So I have embrace some of that stuff because it makes my life a bit easier but i also absolutely respect the um well i'm sorry if i came off as aggressive no you didn't i'm sorry i i like i'm sorry if i came off as like oh you're stupid because you don't have this stuff and you take your privacy seriously because that's not how i feel at all i actually really um like envy is not the right word but i really respect oh thank um, you thank you absolutely Uh, to to climb off the other hill i'm gonna die on there's uh i think uncharted though you're wrong about that that's fine that's fine i'll take i'll take the l on that i think it was the end of 2019 or or the beginning of 2020 um google updated their privacy policy um for the google home saying hey if guests come over that have not agreed to the eula you have to disclose to them that there's (laughs) there's a google home in here and their conversations may be recorded for quality assurance and that's that's something that you are obligated as part of the EULA. And if you don't, you're breaking your EULA with 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 Google. That's it. That's ridiculous. Is that is that true? It's 100 percent true. 100 percent true. Like, like tell, tell guests. And I, I think, you know, they, they haven't they didn't word it so clinical where it's like, yeah, you know, of course, it's yeah. a, it's a good idea. But they haven't agreed to the EULA. They're, they're walking into yeah. it. And yeah. and I, I heard an interview with somebody that um worked on um worked for google that whenever there was a a voice search that like didn't go through or it didn't 
yield the end user results they would listen to it and like try to like correct the ai and it's right. just it's just all it's like 90 percent like old dudes looking for porn <laughs> <laughs> like like literally like in traffic like like i need butts give me big big butts in tra- in traffic so so they get paid to look at other people's porn basically it's like a reverse only fans <laughs> <laughs> um i back back to video games only other thing for me i uh bought a gaming monitor recently i think i shared that on the last show or it may have been off air but um i bought a gaming monitor but what'd you buy so i bought a uh a gigabyte m27q Ooh, those Um, are good yeah so it's like 170 hertz uh um it's like an ips sort of hdr uh big thing for me is i wanted a monitor with USB-C as well and that could deliver some power over USB-C so that i can just hook my work up work computer up to it with a single cable um and then you know have hdmi for does other it support stuff. does it support display port over USB-C? it does yeah it does okay yeah. okay so it's not just yeah. like a charging port no, 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 no. So when I like I use a Mac for work um, and so I can just plug just that cable into it and um, it's got like USB ports built in. So like my webcam is plugged into the monitor, but then that works through the USB-C port as well and everything like that. It only provides 10 watts, but my MacBook uses less than that uh, for um, my day to day use. So. Do, um, uh, do you have an Intel Mac or? No, I have. I did. I, I but now I have one of the new M1. The M1s. Uh, M1 How um, yeah. um, do they have a? Is there like a Thunderbolt analog for the M1s now that they moved off to the Intel platform? Uh, it has was like I believe that Thunderbolt four slash USB C four um, like it's been opened up, so it still has Thunderbolt through um, whatever like Thunderbolt four uh, whatever the specifics are um, for Thunderbolt four. Um, so yeah, so they do still have Thunderbolt um, based on that. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's been super nice. Anyways, I part of why I wanted that monitor as well. I wanted a, a monitor that would be decent for work, but I also wanted something that I could hook my Series X up to um, because Michaela and I have been playing. You know, we have two two of the Xbox Series consoles now, and we've been playing a lot of games together. And so I thought, like, man, getting a nicer man, monitor. Derek Trump over here, two scoops, two, <laughs> two consoles, Canadian dollars too, man. It all cost me so much more. Um, you know, it's that nurse money. You know, I just came off the top when she gets paid. And uh, just kidding, Michaela. Don't don't look too close. Oh, no, don't it. don't be embarrassed. That's been my pandemic life. <laughs> Megan works full time, and I buy figures. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys those are... figures are an investment, though. <laughs> you oh, yeah, are, you're not losing money on those. Your figures. bowl's going to be like a TLC like show special. My pandemic life, mooching off of my significant other. <laughs> I mean, someone's got to work, and if it's not doesn't have to be me, then <laughs> that's fair. I'm I, trying to make this podcasting thing work. You know, that's what you know. I made four episodes in, in, over the course of the pandemic, and uh, you know, three of them were in the past month. But uh, you know, we're really gonna take it big, and and it's gonna be my career now. Well, all you so need is one big. That's why I can't work, Michaela. Yeah, you just need one to go viral, and then you're set for life. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so what you're saying, Derek, is you know podcasting i don't know podcasting personally um you know i've i've started a series of failed shows and and a show that you know made 181 episodes over like 400 weeks um you know this one right here the number two video game podcast on the geeks get done our work or number one depending on who you ask um but uh we do know some people that know podcasting and 
why not, uh, you know, take a moment to hear a word from them. Hey, everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. Hell yeah, Matt Kelly. Hell yeah, Chris. Hell yeah. That's great. I I loved hearing you scramble to load that commercial into the soundboard. It was already there. I just jump, you know, sometimes I'm jump. I didn't expect you to throw it at me like that, you know? Gotta stay, gotta stay in your toes. Check. Like check. we were like mid, you were, we were mid monitor conversation. I still haven't talked about why I brought up the monitor, which was that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't expecting an ad break in the middle of like a sentence type thing, which is Dude, why I kind of stumbled. Uh, come on. Like, you- like, you guys served up the best segue ever. I had I had to, you served it up and I had to tee teed off. Anyways, uh, like I wanted to play games, uh, hooked Series X up up to this monitor. It, the monitors supports the monitor and the Xbox support uh, 1440p at 120 hertz. Um, so I was playing some 120 hertz uh, Cold War, which I haven't played like start of the pandemic. You know, I played two or three months straight of like so much Call of Duty Warzone and like nothing else. Which then I eventually bought. You know, you know, bought Call of Duty Modern Warfare and played some of that uh, multiplayer as well. Bought Cold War right when it came out, played it like one time and then never went, never played Call of Duty again, apparently, until the other day when it was like, oh, it'd be uh, one of my friends texted me and wanted to try one of these 120 hertz games. I haven't played Call of Duty in ages. Um, it felt substantially different, like way more than I thought it was going to feel right? playing in 100. Yeah, like and and like the jump, you know, uh, last generation, most of the console games, 30 frames per second. You're lucky if you're getting any 60 frames per second experiences. And I thought it wasn't a big deal. Now it seems like for the most part, things are coming in in 60 frames per second or at least with a 60 frames per second mode. Um, aside from like things like the medium, which suffered for it, I think. But um you know, that jump has been insanely huge to me to the point where it's like a 30 frames per second game. Like, I'm like, how did I ever play this? Because it's so choppy looking and it's crazy to like, I'll, I'll try to show Michaela the difference. Like the same game, you know, the first I remember doing it with Assassin's Creed Valhalla and because it had a performance mode and it had a, a graphics mode essentially at 60 and at 30 frames per second and switching them back and forth it's night and day difference. And she's like, it looks the same. I don't know what you're talking about. It, um, it's so definitely like a feel thing. Cause like my, my, it's a feel thing. You think it's a feel thing? It's Cause even f- if like, like I can see it now, like even if I'm just watching something, I, 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 I think it's a feel thing because I, when I got my 144 monitor, um, uh, you know, my girlfriend was here when I was setting it up and I was like, oh, I clicked it from 60 hertz to 144 in Windows. Uh-huh. And I was like, look at it. Look, look at the scrolling. And she's like, it looks the same. And then <laughs> she got a 165 monitor yeah. a few weeks ago and she fired up Minecraft and she's like, oh, I get it now. Oh, interesting. I that never I never thought of that. And I now 
I feel like I, I have to <laughs> test that and I have to get like, get her to try it at 30 and 60 and see if she knows the difference then. Cause I, it was like one of those times when you're like, how the fuck, how on earth are you not seeing that? It's like, there's never been anything that's been more obvious to me in my entire life. And you're saying that these two things look the same. So to, yeah, I, I'm going to put a controller in her hand and see, see if she sees the difference. Then that's a great idea. For sure. Um, Anyways, I played some Cold War at 120 frames per second, 120 hertz, and it felt vastly different. And I, I, I'm sure part of that was like, you know, I'm used to playing on a TV, which ha- is going to have higher input lag than this like 0.5 millisecond monitor or whatever it's at. Um, but it felt just so responsive and it felt so instant and like instant. you know, I haven't played Call of Duty in ages and I, we ended up playing for like two or three hours and I'm doing like, I'm doing better than I've ever done before. Like I'm getting like, you know, I think we just played mostly team deathmatch because I, for some reason I didn't have Warzone installed and to play Warzone you have to have modern warfare installed, even though like cold war is the current thing. And I didn't want to wait to download 80 gigs. Cause I would have taken like half an hour. And there's, a, there's actually, um, uh, there's been a lot of, uh, since we started recording, there's been yeah. a, a huge change on the Warzone installation. Um, so you, sh- you can, or you should just be able to download Warzone itself on console you've always been able to do that on pc um and but they've reduced the install size um significantly and um you can pick and choose what um features of the game to have installed and not have installed so i would would look at that look at that again well i know like i know on like when modern warfare was current like i could choose to not have the campaign installed or not have multiplayer installed but when i like i would load cold war and then it like shows you modern warfare cold war war zone like in the selector like it's like a unified call of duty selector thing i hit war zone and then it just brings me to like excuse me i got the hiccups it brings me to the store which is just the store page which is the store page for war zone but then it says that i own it already and then i hit like manage but then it just like the only installation option was the whole modern warfare um and this was like four or five days ago but um I don't, it doesn't like, I probably won't play it again anytime soon, but I just wanted to see how different that felt. And it was like, I was getting like, you know, 33 kills and like seven deaths type thing, like over and over and over again. Like it wasn't one of those times where you're like, Oh, I'm going to have a really good match. And now I'm going to have a God awful match. Like it was consistent on maps that I've never played before. And I'm sure I was playing with noobs, but it felt like it just felt really good. Well, I I think I might've said this recently on um, some of the revival shows, but Activision patented a, a piece of technology where uh if you are a first time they, they've patented but they've they said well we won't ever implement it but we just want to own the patent for it but activision specifically will um um load you into like your first few multiplayer games sure they'll load you in with um like people that are worse than you um pe- uh, people that are worse than you or or bots and also they'll load you in with with players that have spent a lot of money on cosmetics or or, or <laughs> so like you see the cool stuff yes and then they'll then they'll dump you into like your skill group specifically and it mm-hmm. is and the reason for the patent is to try to like look at all the cool stuff you can get if you just sure. spend more money so could be Would that also kind of serve as like a placement match system too no uh not not necessarily unless you're doing like the competitive matches but this is specifically for just like general multiplayer they'll put you with whales 
so that they can yeah try to sense. entice you to spend more money well and i assume that there was some of that going on but it, i like when it continued for like three hours and i was still doing really well i was like maybe like maybe this 120 hertz thing maybe there's something to it and of course i'm playing with like my elite controller too so i got all the paddles and i like, don't have to you know and then i was like am i just is am i a different sort of whale like instead of the cosmetics i'm like I'm playing on a better monitor and I have a better controller. So now I'm doing really well and it's not fair for you unless you have a mouse and keyboard and then it's not fair for me, but like <laughs> 1v1 me rust snipers yeah, right? only. Yeah. Um, anyways, it was really cool. And uh, I'm looking forward to more 120 Hertz experience is on, uh, on this monitor and on the series X. And I can't believe that 30 frames per second was acceptable before this. Now yeah. I feel like a douche for saying that. <laughs> Oh, that's um, I can I I can definitely agree with that because I spent um, one v one me Shane. Uh, I spent hours um the the other night working on um, overclocks for both my CPU and my graphics card, um, to get and tweaking like config files and everything to squeeze out every frame that I could out of Warzone. Uh, I was shooting <laughs> I was shooting for one hundred and sixty five yeah. FPS. Um, and I, I can get anywhere from 130 to like 170. It just it just depends. Um, but yeah, never get into to PC gaming because you'll be like, oh, you're, you're sitting there looking in the BIOS and you're like, oh, I just need to balance the voltage for this core and I can just I can get another half a frame. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather just buy every console several times. Is that it? To the point where I could have built, you know, could have built some PCs. What have you been playing, Shane? I've, playing? um, I have been playing, like I and said. And how many frames per second have you been playing them at? Oh, it's, it's great. Actually, um, I was working on, um, so I have a Ryzen CPU and they have something in the, um, in the core architecture for the, this platform called the Precision Boost Overdrive. And basically, if your motherboard can push the volts and your cooling can, suck the heat off of it it'll push the cpu pretty much as is as hard as it can go and it can do like i'm getting uh boosts uh over five gigahertz um on all the yeah. cores i mean those are brief boosts like a sustained um a, a, you know if it's a sustained workload it's like uh-huh. 4.85 gigahertz it's pretty insane yeah um but you can also do something called uh, there's something in the architecture called the curve optimizer where you can basically for each core on the CPU, you can tell it how to adjust its voltage. You could spend days fine tuning because the, the, to give you the quick and dirty, the whole point of overclocking is you want to, you know, get the most speed and then you reduce the voltage to the CPU to reduce heat output. And out of the box, the CPU is going to use way more volts than it needs. But that is kind of, that's kind of designed for like, okay, most people are just going to throw this in. We want to make sure, make sure they can hit, you know, a stable workload. Um, But I got, before I did these, these recent tweaks, I was getting like 135 FPS on Forza 4. um, On like everything maxed out. Now that's pretty sick. And now I'm like locked at 144 like it it's it doesn't doesn't dip uh so yeah. it's it was it was worth it and that game and like i said before um there was i was confused as to why suddenly it was winter and i was like did i do i need to delete my save file and like start over and not open these because it, it just felt like i was 
genuinely like kind of pissed off like like what like i ruined this gaming experience like i cut out like a big chunk of the story but talking with uh the great josh jackson it sounds like i did i did not miss out on it <laughs> no you just You're permanently just lost started. half the year yeah <laughs> sounds like the pandemic um i i took advantage uh ea access which uh callback shouts out Another one of my favorite intros to the podcast is Josh Jackson going EX, 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 EXIS. <laughs> that is a stinger. Um, do you remember that, Josh? Uh, no, but I do now. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't remember until you told me, so now I do. Um, getting that on PC through the Game Pass for PC was a little like convoluted. Um, you had to like go into the Xbox app, click on a piece of software you want to download. It would then direct you to the EA desktop app, which is their new beta replacement for origin. Origin still exists, but also you have EA desktop, but that's beta. And then you have to download and install the game on EA desktop and then go back into the Xbox software to play the game. It's a little, it's, it was a little, it was a little pretty simple. It's only like 14 steps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I started playing, uh, what's it called? Star Wars Squadron. And um, because I wanted to get that last year, uh, I, my intention was to build like a sick VR PC, but with the silicone, 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 silicone shortage and the chip shortage and like, like all the PC components, I, I was unable to do so. And I'm mm-hmm. just now at the stage where I, I've got them. I still need to find a new graphics card. Um, and then I'll get a VR headset. Maybe I can get the, the, you know, the HP <laughs> reverb. Maybe I can get the, the e-, e machines bounce or something. <laughs> um, but, uh, I picked up star Wars squadron and I like, you know, um, flight sim games, Microsoft flight simulator shouts out, um, you know, uh, ace combat games. Uh, uh um, there was a sick PlayStation one game called colony wars that I would play just the fuck out of uh, very um, um, wing commander esque. So I got this game and I have never experienced a default control scheme that is more fucked up and backwards <laughs> than this game ever, ever question question. If I were to give you a controller, this is Derek and Josh question. And it was for say Microsoft flight simulator. What buttons do you think would control your pitch up and down, your roll left and r- right, and then your yaw, which is just kind of like where you're sliding left and right? What? Wh- how would you control those? You know, we, I would probably say like like the X button would be roll left, the B button would be roll. No, I'm just kidding. No, I would obviously it would be the sticks, <laughs> the sticks and the shoulder buttons. Which which sticks? Uh, I would say like the left stick would be like for rolling and tilting. What's what? What's tilting? Pitch up and down. Yeah, Yeah. pitch up and down. And then the right stick would probably be for the other stuff. Um, uh, Josh, what do you think? I'm just thinking of like Star Fox. So rolling with the shoulder buttons and then uh, turning and pitching with the left analog stick. You would think. So the left stick is throttle. Speed up and speed down. Mm, um, okay. And then uh, yaw left and yaw right, which is where you're, the the vehicle stays uh, uh, parallel to the, to the ground and just kind of like shifts left and right, like you're 
it's hard to explain if you're if you're not familiar. And then the right stick is your pitch up and down, but it's backwards. Uh, you put uh, in a flight sim game, you push forward on the stick or up on the stick and the plane will go down like in a, a normal airplane. Th- this game was set up with like it's just like how I play shooters. It, this this game is set up like a like an FPS. Like right stick is is look around, left is throttle, and the it, I spent I spent hours hours going through each button and testing stuff out. Like I I don't I didn't even finish I haven't even finished the first mission because I've been <laughs> going into the practice arena and like testing everything and i was so pissed i have this new xbox controller so fucking pissed that i can't get something comfortable like there is just no there's no there's no comfortable medium and then i'm i go downstairs and i'm just like staring off into oblivion like oh man you know i spent like six days downloading this game and blah 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 and i look over <laughs> i look over Do you have data caps too no no i've got unlimited no okay. and I, look, I look over and uh, on my uh, my toolbox is a uh, Logitech Extreme 3D Pro flight stick that my uh, my dad, who plays Flight Sim um, X from 2006, had just left on the toolbox. And I was like, "Oh fucking shit! I I bet this I bet I could use this flight stick to uh, uh, play Squadron. It is it is perfect. It has oh, like, no way. like the def- the default this game." And I started going into YouTube, like checking people out, like, like what's yeah. a good control scheme? This game w- is built on the shoulders of like a flight sim, like all these different controls um, just default have default control schemes. I saw people with, um, you know, five hundred dollar uh, uh, f- control sticks and throttle setups and like um, motion control chairs and VR like this game. You can sink some like money into mm-hmm. to get like a good and I then I was looking at uh Logitech has like the like this super sick like setup and you can uh, all the ones with like f- switches and toggles and everything you can really you can really get fucking granular. So uh, my my first experience is I flew around um, uh, a trading station and um got pissed off and then went to the testing arena for about four or five hours <laughs> but i finally have it dialed in and i i plan on playing more of that because i think it's um um i, I think i think there's a good game in there though oh okay hold on pause back the fun bus the fuck up um it, you might have heard um my my biggest gripe with battlefront 2 was that on mission three, these lifelong empire super soldiers suddenly get a conscious and they're like, Oh, yeah. the empire, blah, blah, blah. The <laughs> first mission, the captain of your squadron's like, nah, man, the rebels, like they got the good idea. And then he dips. Like what the fuck? Isn't that the plot of the last like five years worth of star Wars games? Uh, it's it's like you're on the empire but then you grow a conscience that was like the force unleashed plot twice because the second time you're a different version of the same guy you could do it all over again like don't knock force unleashed two or shane will get really mad remember oh yeah that's what? right what don't you have like a weird love for uh, force unleashed two which what? everyone else didn't like who the fuck do you think what i've never played what? force unleashed two are you sure? This is the one where you're like the bad guy, isn't it? That was the, yeah, that was the one where you fight the Bill O'Reilly in the TV. 
<laughs> okay. All right. No. Sounds like something you'd love, Shane. <laughs> I love punching up Bill O'Reilly. Um, <laughs> one of my most liked Instagram videos is me throwing a Bill O'Reilly book into the trash. Weird. Weird. Not. Um, no, I played the I played the first one and I thought it was okay, uh, okay. but I've, I I don't have like a, a weird like oh, I'm gonna you know fuck you. I feel like somebody does. I it's rem- not me. <laughs> I remember when I remember when you really hated Injustice, dude. Okay, I still hate Injustice. It's free on Game Pass. Well, I'm gonna freely avoid it. What about Injustice? Injustice Two, 2 though, I think you can play Injustice Two on there, which is very good. Is it the same controls? Don't know. Don't yes. remember. Yeah, so probably not. But what's odd, because I like Mortal Kombat. They're like the same <laughs> yeah, game. That would I, be this odd. is the same conversation we had back then, but yeah, they're pretty much <laughs> the same game. So. so maybe I'm the problem. They even um, have Mortal Kombat characters in Injustice. Really? Yeah, they were DLC, so, like Raiden. And they gave mm-hmm. Raiden like a premium skin that just turns him into black lightning. <laughs> like the the porn star no the superhero oh but i mean who knows what he did when that career dried up <laughs> um yeah so what was i talking about oh yeah fuck the story fuck the story um i uh and of course playing some some call of duty Warzone, spending hours uh, i think i think i should probably just buy pc simulator <laughs> i'm living pc simulator um but as we quickly what time is it uh let's let's go into some 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 quick news josh was there any other games you've been playing you want to talk about or are you good to move on um just the neo geo pocket collection which is awesome Ooh. i mean a lot of those games play like crap now <laughs> compared to i mean back then they played like crap too but you didn't have much to compare it with you're talking about 120 frames a second wait till you get to 20 frames a second and then 15 <laughs> and 10 frames a second sit a cinematic 20 frames a second Some, sometimes sometimes the bullets just turn invisible because the game can't handle it and then you just get shot by something that's not there it's it's awesome on metal slug but yeah, oh, yeah? aside from <laughs> but yeah aside Sorry. from that all the fighting games are still awesome so there's that but yeah other yeah. than that game that's pretty much everything i've been doing Right on. Um, there was um, there's been a bunch of like data mining in Warzone recently. Um, that there's uh, probably going to be like a a new game type that's centered around setting off a nuke because there's all these missile silos that have opened up in, in <laughs> the missile silos that have been there for a year. No, they've been there, but they've uh, in in a, a couple of updates ago they've opened up and you can go yeah. down into the silo and um, there's geometry on the map like there's a hole on the runway at the yeah the not the military base but the just the regular airport that you can go into um and then the the zombie outbreak has keeps moving around in different portions of, is that still there that's still there like every week or two it moves to a different part of the map hmm. so at first it was a shipwreck then it was the prison then it was a hospital downtown and now it's this tv station um but there was um uh, it, and Activision is doing hardcore damage control in this league. They're doing massive DMCA takedowns like everywhere. Like I've never seen um, on Reddit, like this post was removed due to a DMCA copyright claim. I've <laughs> really? never seen that on Reddit ever, but um, somebody got their hands on an unfinished call of duty commercial. And it looks like the, the map, uh, the, you know, the war zone map Verdansk, is getting a complete like facelift and all the different points of interest. It's like the eighties 
reskin that I've been reading about. Yep, yep. Um, and of course, gamers are mad. It's like, oh, what are we gonna get a new map? Blah, 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 blah. But you're still gonna fucking play it. So just <laughs> stop wasting. You know, don't stress yourself out. Yeah, you don't have to be so negative. You're getting a positive experience out of it. You're going to have fun with it. And if you don't play a different game, it's okay. It's okay with the gamers. It's okay. It's always Fortnite. Yeah. Um, but the commercial was had a lot of famous people in it that I didn't recognize. I uh, imagine that a lot of them were like sports players. Um, but it was an unfit it had unfinished um visual effects. Like there was just like a people in a helicopter flying around like a green screen and then clips of the I saw it. I saw it before I could download it. So I, I know it's real, but the, it's taken down everywhere and there's a bunch of screenshots out there right now. Um somewhere. You can find it somewhere. Um but that is that's kind of a huh, man it took a lot of took, took does a that lot excite of, you it does is it reskin enough i it, i do like yeah i bought the battle pass like i've got my money's worth yeah. out of it you know yeah like you know however much a thousand cod points is which is a terrible currency calling something cp like yo man how much cp you got <laughs> yo dude i got a thousand cp is great how many felonies is that boys Talking about felonies, Apple Arcade. Derek, are you going to bring back your your other podcast? Uh, no, probably not. But <laughs> um, that one's on an endless hiatus. But Apple Arcade just got a huge update. Um, you know they've been they they trickle in like four or five games every month, and they've all been like new new games uh, up until now. Um, games that they'll often pop up on other platforms as well, but they are exclusive to Apple Arcade for mobile, so you can't buy them on the App Store. They don't show up on Android until uh, potentially some exclusivity agreement uh, runs out. But you'll often see them end up on Xbox or Switch or whatever. Um, but they did they dropped a huge update uh, just this past Friday, which you know has this standard trickling in of uh of some new t- excuse me some new titles including um including like NBA 2K21 uh a new version of the Oregon Trail as well and this insanely beautiful looking game called Fantasian which is from uh the creator of Final Fantasy um it's like this weird like diorama looking game and and I'm not quite sure how they did it and I and I've not played it yet um but it it looks just spectacular I, I read like some whole article on like polygon or something about how like long it was taking them to get through it because they just can't stop like staring at you know staring at every frame basically type thing so I, I, um, but, I oh go ahead sorry yeah no go ahead I, I um uh, I don't want to step on step on your your lead so finish <laughs> I thought you were going to leave something out about that. That No, I was just going to say as well, uh, part of the big update as well this time around is that they have kind of started a new sort of sideline of games on there that they're calling timeless classics or app store greats. And so these are, are some old like super popular, super classic titles that um, were on the app store or were on mobile. Um, potentially we're free, potentially we're with ads or in-app purchases. Um, part of like one of the rules of Apple Arcade games is that they cannot have any in-app purchases or advertisements or anything like that. So all of that stuff has been stripped out of these games and they've been updated for like updated for like the newer, you know, newer screens, newer aspect ratios, whereas the old versions of the games may have been abandoned. So some hits like things like really bad chess and monument Valley and, 
and um, like cut the rope and all these like old, old, old games that people are playing um, now are just part of this uh, part of the subscription and part of the, the timeless classics section as well here, fruit ninja, um, all of that stuff uh, reigns like a lot of those really popular mobile games, um, but part of the subscription and without any you know, purchases or anything at this point. So I think that'll hopefully like I, we did about seven or eight episodes of the Apple Arcade show, and I was really enjoying doing the show. But the the games, depending on the games, they would either like be pretty awesome or just like not something that I would spend more than 10 minutes on. But I had to type thing. So um, I think that it didn't have it. The platform doesn't have a lot of like if you were just looking at the Apple Arcade originals type thing, like there's there's some IPs in there that are very popular, but there's no like like games that people would recognize, like there's no hits in there. And so I think that this, uh, this kind of timeless classic section, it's a lot of games that people probably already own, but if not, like it's, it's names that they'll recognize now, which I think that it'll make them interested enough to start the free trial. And then they'll discover all of the newer stuff that's on there as well, which is kind of the real, um, you know, kind of the real meat of the subscription is there's lots of kind of great uh, and unique original titles, but you might not ever look at them type thing because you're, you know, you don't recognize the names of them. So I think that that's really meant to get people in. And then, and then once they're in, they can kind of uh, hopefully discover some of that other stuff and some, yeah, like crazy stuff on there, like this Fantasian from the final fantasy creator, uh, the creators of hot shots golf for PlayStation just this week as well, dropped a new golf game on the service. Um, so there's lots of like new original unique stuff that's coming out on there as well. So the, uh, the one thing that I wanted to touch on, which um, um, this is, this is the creator final fantasy Sakaguchi. This is his last game. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, and that's the big thing. Um, everyone's like, yo, this is his last game. He's ever going to like direct. Um, he probably still work in the industry, but this is the last one. He's going to helm like his game and it gets released on Apple arcade. <laughs> right. It, it seems weird. And, uh, but, uh, um, I was thinking he, um, outside of final fantasy, his games, I feel like don't get enough attention that they deserve. Um, he released that, uh, what was it? Last story. Was that last was story that? on that was on the Wii? Yeah. Yeah. Last story. The music was done by, uh, um, Umatsu and the guy who did all the music for final fantasy. And it was a, fantastic game but it, just, it doesn't get any like yeah this is this is a great game like make another mm-hmm. final fantasy like like jump jump dance dance monkey dance pig dance pig dancing pigs that's one that i was <laughs> kind of hoping will get some kind of a re-release at some point um i know because xenoblade's been re-released so many times um i think didn't he also do uh lost odyssey on xbox and blue dragon on xbox oh blue, that's what i was yeah. thinking of yeah i was trying to think of the title yeah, because yeah, he had that string of non-Final Fantasy games, and I think those were the three. I know Lost Odyssey has got a good, a, somewhat of a good pedigree, but yeah, it's it's it it blows my mind that he's such a prolific creator, but nobody nobody seems to give long-lasting love for um, the games he's made outside of any non-Final Fantasy. Yeah, stuff. which is yeah bizarre to me, bizarre to me. But well, this is apparently super inspired by Final Fantasy Four. Um, he said he uses the inspiration. So um, if you like those old classic Final Fantasy titles, uh, Fantasian looks spectacular. I have it downloaded. I just haven't had a chance to start it yet. You should do a special episode of the Apple Arcade show. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back for, for one. Talk, now is talk. Bang Dream on there? Uh, I don't think that there's any exclusive Bang Dream content on, on Apple Arcade, no. Oh, it's do not you, worth it. 
have you have you uh, consumed a Bang energy drink while listening to the Bang Dream OST while playing the Bang Dream games, Josh? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't poison Dream my body t-shirt? like that. Well, you... <laughs> I, w- I, would, I wouldn't poison my body with that. No, I would, um, I, I, would, I would have my Mountain Dew instead. um oh that's what i fucking wanted to say uh uh that whole uh device that counts how many people are in the in the room is getting dangerously close to that that parody cartoon about like uh the new call of duty shoot a man game like drink uh mountain dew authorization can to proceed do you guys remember that sketch (laughs) was that was that I, i don't but i've it sounds familiar i probably heard about it I think I think it was from uh, the people that made what was it Rage or Bulletstorm? It was a, like their their whole ad campaign was making fun of Call of Duty, where it was like their their announcement trailer was uh, like Call of Duty's triple you know fifty five, and it was just like a hallway simulator. And every time you like killed somebody, you leveled up, and like all the like they were making fun of linear games. Mm, that sounds familiar. I feel like I want to say that was Rage, but I'm not confident. I think it might've been bullet storm just because of the, the, it was one of those, it was, it was one yeah. of those. And then it, it sounds like something ended, bullet storm would do. Yeah. And then they ended up releasing like one of the most linear shooters of the year, which I thought was, <laughs> I thought was funny. Um, but that, uh, the only other thing that, that popped out, uh, there's a lot of, um, uh, battlefield six rumors and like call of duty, uh, 2021 rumors, um, which everything is conflicting right now. um, and um ea i think there's um i think there is a a game that either ea like puts to uh, to what's what's the term to to like look for leakers or look for like okay this is where our our leaked content is going from Mm. they've there's a game that they've said that they're working on they're going to announce for like years it's like the miss universe pageant game and uh, so whenever you see like a list of like, oh, these are some EA games that are coming out and the Miss Universe pageant is on there. It's like, OK, this this is like a fake list because that's a game that has been rumored for, for years. And everyone th- everyone thinks that it's a um, mm-hmm. like a not like a not a honeypot. I can't think of the term like a red herring or, or like just a, like a, you know, anyway, irrespective of that. Um, but um a lot of uh, Battlefield Six stuff that um, there's rumors that this version was supposed to come out. This game was supposed to come out a few years ago, but they moved the release window around because they wanted to make this game perfect. So Battlefield Five came out sooner. Or, um, but the the one that that really like, sh- not shook me, but was surprising was the that MLB the Show is coming yeah. to Game Pass. Yeah. I, I just read a rumor of Battlefield Six. Uh, it just it totally unsubstantiated, but a rumor that that could hit hit Game Pass on day one as well. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a, a lot of stuff centered around. But that. Uh, but MLB the Show is crazy. Being that MLB the Show has traditionally been a PlayStation exclusive franchise, now you're in a spot where uh, and, and it's funny like even like even watching the debut trailer for it because you like see this sweeping Xbox logo and then it has like a PlayStation Studios logo right after that and you're like what the hell is going on? But then like this Sony published game, if I want to play it on PlayStation, I got to buy it for eighty dollars in Canada. Uh, and if you're, but if you're an Xbox player, you can play it for free. Like what the hell is going on? Yeah. And it's, it's worse than that because I, a few days later, I think the news broke where 
the Xbox version is going to be the Game Pass version is going to be uh, upgraded for Series X for the Series S and Series X. Yeah, okay. But if you want to play the game on PS5, uh, you have to buy like the collector's edition for it to work on both platforms. <laughs> so <laughs> really? it's like. So it's like Xbox has smart delivery, so it'll yeah. cater it to whatever system you're playing at at no charge because of Game Pass. Whereas if you have a PS, if you want to play it on PS4, you have to buy the PS4 version. If you want to play it on PS5, you have to you have to buy the PS5 version. And if you want a copy that'll work on both, you have to buy the collector's edition for like a hundred bucks. Jesus, that's like. Well, and and I read like as I think recently as yesterday that it was like an uh, an MLB decision, not a Sony decision, which makes it make a lot more sense, I guess. But yeah, I remember um, reading that, that is a, crazy. I remember reading that last year, I think, where with renewed negotiations, since like EA wasn't making baseball games anymore and 2K wasn't making baseball games anymore. And I think Sony had the license exclusively for a few years mm. prior to that, that when they went back to renegotiate like MLB wasn't really happy about losing potential sales on other platforms. So they basically gave Sony an ultimatum that was like, you know, if you're going to keep publishing this game, it needs to or developing this game. It needs to come out on more than just the PlayStation platform, which is how this happened. But the last I was reading too, is apparently Microsoft went directly to the MLB and made a deal with the game pass stuff. So it kind of went over Sony's head a little bit. Last I heard. It's just a crazy story all around. There's there's also a, a rumor that started circulating today that um, Kojima's next game is going to be an Xbox exclusive. Um, that he's work whatever he's working on right now, his next game is going to be an Xbox exclusive. Um, again, of course, unsubstantiated rumors, but uh, it's interesting that a studio that's owned by Sony might like they had they had to have given him like yo we'll partner with you. We'll give you a bunch of money. Like we'll own you, but like you do you bud. Like you do you. Are they owned by Sony? I thought that Sony just had pumped a bunch of money into, um, death stranding into death stranding. I didn't realize that they were. Okay. Well, fuck me then. Sorry. Uh, That's what I thought. Anyways, like I thought they were. Yeah. um, I think it was a similar to case with like Shenmue three, where Sony pumped money into it, but, it was just for that particular game. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Dis- disregard. Which which is a, in typical Geekscape behavior. Disregard me. Just disregard. <laughs> um, the only other thing I was really interested in is uh, um, uh, Bethesda, Zenimax, whoever it is. Microsoft, basically, I guess, these days. Uh, they announced that there is a uh, enhanced version of The Elder Scrolls Online. Um, dropping for PlayStation and dropping for Xbox uh, on June 8th, which I think is to coincide with the next expansion of Elder Scrolls Online coming out. Um, Elder Scrolls Online is a game I've probably put like about 50 hours into overall, including like 20 or 30 for an episode of Xbox Game Passengers. And I totally loved it, but I also haven't gone back to it since. And it's one of those games that I always intend to go back to to, um and then watching this like console enhanced trailer that they just dropped and seeing like like you know there'll be a performance mode that'll give it 60 frames per second and they've just improved the graphics a ton and things like lighting and reflections are are substantially better um seeing that made me really you know increase draw distance like it looks like a different game at least from the choice uh pieces of, of footage that they used and it 
like really made me excited to jump back into it to the point where they had like a big sale on on all of the expansions up until this point and so again even though the games on i keep buying game pass games i bought fallout 4 game of the year and then this game which the base game which is a apparently like a couple hundred hours of content, which is more than I will ever play a single video game for, um, <laughs> the, you know, there's a hundred, there's that much content in the base game, but I, apparently I felt the need to purchase uh, because it was on sale. The, the, like whatever the newest expansion is, which also gives you access to the previous two expansions as well as the base game as well. So now there's like 7 million hours of content that I'll never see in this game. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll see some of it anyways, and I'll see some of it in 60 frames per second starting June 8th. So if you are ever interested in that game, it looks like it's, it, it doesn't look like it's, there's ever been a better time to jump in, especially, um, you know, especially with this update coming up, uh, on the eighth. And it's cool to see, you know, they talked about still supporting PlayStation and, and stuff based on some legacy titles and some contracts that were still going on. So it's cool to see them. Um, you know, this is so, so was probably so far along that they wouldn't have changed it anyway, but, um, not to see PlayStation abandoned uh now that it's all under microsoft's wing for sure hmm. oh, do, that would have uh, been a real dick move to like <laughs> like hey on xbox it's this is gonna look really great on playstation fuck off you should have bought an xbox like. <laughs> um uh, i do want to uh i do want to uh tease a geekscape games bonus stage um that uh this is also the first time derek's gonna hear about it but uh, we're <laughs> we're gonna do a uh, the last of us um bonus stage when i oh, when, yeah. when i finish it and uh only because uh my a good friend of mine was like yo i saw you started the podcast up again um you're gonna do a special episode on the last of us and uh i'm gonna be on it and i was like whoa okay <laughs> wow so I was like, yeah, all right, fair enough, man. Fair you uh, that that brings up a great point in that we've we were discussing games we've been playing, and you didn't mention The Last of Us. I have, I haven't, I haven't uh, played it. Oh, yeah, it's, you, sh- you should. I, dude, I, I, I got an SSD for my PlayStation, which putting yeah. setting that up shockingly um, smooth, simple. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It was like the backup feature just worked. I got PT moved over. Um, it's it was sh- shockingly. Um, smooth um so yeah camel cigarettes oh dude oh my god i i when i used to smoke are those are those the smooth ones um those one with the ads about being smooth yeah i used to smoke camel unfiltered oh dude they're so good the filter all you're filtering out is the smoothness actually um you're all your fucking (laughs) that took me a second um yeah I didn't. I didn't trust filters. Like I would smoke exclusively filterless, like Lucky Strikes or Camel. You don't, well, <laughs> wouldn't like even if it was like a bunk, like no good filter. I don't know if like is it a filter like a Brita filter? Like I don't understand cigarettes. So like, isn't the purpose to filter things like less desirable things out of what you're breathing in? And in that case, wouldn't a bad, no good. Uh, <laughs> Like bunk filters still do a better job than having no filter. I I prefer the taste of unfiltered cigarettes, mm. um, and I think it's like a fiberglass or you know something, and they're really bad for the environment. I but believe it or not, um, I I've got a hard on for the for the environment. Um, like I I recycle all my electronics. Um, believe it or not, why would well, I believe that? Well, I, I, don't I believe know. that I, I believe that you care about the planet. I mean, <laughs> like. 
I, I I would I would say that I'm uh, sometimes right of center, and people can stereotype me as like, oh, blah, blah blah blah. You know, you you don't believe in global warming and yada yada yada. Like, fuck the environment. And I may have a YouTube video of me throwing a piano into the ocean. So there is there is precedent, but um, um, I would say like growing up in Alaska, you um, a lot at least up here, a lot of people have a different mm. respect for you know, taking care of what's around you. So, well, well yeah. Cause you guys are going to just like melt off and like float into the ocean pretty soon. Yeah. We're going to float down and hang out with Hawaii or Russia. We, yeah. I mean, we, anyway, I can see, I can see Russia from my house. <laughs> uh, what do you say? We called boys. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. This is, but, uh, Oh, uh, but real quick. Did, did either of you guys ever play Rival Schools? Yeah, I fucking loved Rival Schools for Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah. Did you see Akira's trailer in Street Fighter Five? No, I didn't. It's like the coolest shit. Like she fights pretty much exactly like she did in Rival Schools, except in two D. And they oh, gave her sweet. all of her like air combos and stuff, which no one else can do in Street Fighter. <laughs> and like one of her OP. moves is she calls in her brother to do his tag move that he used to do in like Project Justice. So it was mm-hmm. like the coolest shit. I was losing my mind watching it this morning. Uh, just on the last episode, Carlos and I were talking about like how we would love to see a resurrection of Rival Schools or of Power Stone. Yes, I don't know how we got on the topic, but we we randomly started talking about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping this opens the door to some kind of Rival Schools revival because this is yeah. like the first, aside from like two of the characters being in the background of a DLC stage, this is the first time this series has been <laughs> recognized in like 15 years. That's crazy. That, That'd be great. I don't know why that statement reminded me. I saw I saw a tweet where it was like, uh, somebody posted a screenshot from the Space Jam 2 trailer. And it was like, yo, good thing they uh, they took Pepe Le Pew out of this movie because he definitely would have vibed with the Droogs from Clockwork Orange. And they sort like the 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 characters from Clockwork Orange are in the crowd. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it, huh? I wonder. Anyway, it was. I thought that <laughs> I thought you know, let's let's include the characters from one of like the most horrific movies from the seventies uh, in our children's movie. Just an Easter egg, though. It's just an Easter egg. Until the sequel. <laughs> Space Jam 3 Clockwork Orange crossover. Yeah, or the deleted scenes. It's going to be like one of those old hidden uh, hidden special features where you have to click around the menu. Yo, DVD Easter eggs. That, do you remember? Yeah, well, obviously you remember that. That was a fucking thing. Like, you'd click, like, all right, I'm going to hit, like, hit left five times on this yeah, menu item. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, a thing will light up over there. But, you know, I would just put the disc in my computer and, like, look through the video tree. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> what's this? Oh, that's an Easter egg for, for a thing. All right. Uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That was another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast Level 181 with the the returnering of Inu Joshua. Are we going to have you back on the rotation? Uh, yeah, for sure. Just whenever you guys want to do it, I'm always down. Hell yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, we've got a uh, gaggle of rotating third wheels. That that sounds <laughs> we, we, of of 
the third pillars, the 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 three pillars. You know, you got the five pillars of Islam. You got the three pillars of Geekscape Games. Three pillars of podcasting. There you go, everybody. Uh, I am Shane O'Hara. I've got Derek Craneveld and of course, Ina Joshua. You can find more of us on Geekscape.net on Twitter at Geekscape Games. And uh, yeah, that's it. So I guess we'll see you guys back here in a couple two weeks. Bye. Oh, listen to Xbox Game Passengers. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.